Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. And I am Rose Tennant, and I have the honor of sitting in for him today. And thank you, Sean, for that. Thanks to Ethan and Linda. And, you know, I was thinking, we were talking before the show started. I was filling in for Sean in December, but it was a year ago that I did the show for him. And it's same time of the year, 4th of July. And it was, I had just, um, let's see, fell walking my dog face down into cement and broke my two front teeth. All right. No, I actually lost my two front teeth. And then two days later, I was playing Frisbee with a dog and he was going for the Frisbee as I was coming up from getting the Frisbee. He broke my nose in two places. Okay. The next day, of course, I was at the hospital twice in three days and they said, do you feel safe at home? Is everything okay? The next day, I was supposed to sit in for Sean Hannity, and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? And I, broken nose, wasn't fixed yet, because you have to wait till the swelling goes down, right, for a week. Broken nose, no teeth. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. You better believe it. I'm doing it. It's not that I was afraid of saying no to Hannity. I mean, no one should say no to Hannity, but no one ever in their right mind should say no to Linda. That's the thing. Oh, man. <laughs> I already have a bad reputation. I don't know, man. You know, it's tough. It's no, really tough. Look, I have a heart here by your name. I Aww. love Linda. I love her. I really do. is mutual. You, you know what? You guys are just so much fun to but work with. You're leaving for. out a big part of that story. Oh, my God. I forgot again. I don't know what. So me. Let me tell the audience. Please so, do. So, we, you know, we do this every year. We have these great fill-in hosts of which Rose is one. And I say to Rose, yeah, let's do it. Da, da, da. She calls me. She's like, listen, I'm in the emergency room. I'm like, okay, why? She's like, don't worry. I'm still going to do the show. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't my first concern. I'm like, why are you in the emergency room? She says, oh, I was walking my dog. You know, I had the opportunity to go out drinking with my friends and have some not wine and a nice place. <laughs> yeah. But instead, I, I put on my running sneakers and I walked the dog and I fell and I broke my face. I'm like, what? <laughs> so she's got a broken nose, broken nose. I thought, God, all this for walking a dog and playing Frisbee? You could have been out drinking. <laughs> exactly. It's a very different story, I'll tell you. <laughs> You're right. How do I always forget that part? Oh, no, I think it's a critical element. You gave <laughs> up drinking. And, well, know. I drink now. I drink and I don't walk And dog, you don't so fall that's... down anymore. That's <laughs> the solution. I don't. You're absolutely right. You know what? I am going to tweet a picture of that fabulous dog as soon as we go to break. And you What's can the check dog's it name? out. Tucker. Tucker. And okay, I did name him after Tucker Carlson. I'm going to be honest with you here. Okay? Very apropos. All right. So he's a cute little puppy. He's not really little. They told me he was going to be smaller than he is. That's part of the problem, too. But you can check him out at, at Rose underscore unplugged on Twitter, Rose Unplugged on Facebook. And also, that's my website is Rose Unplugged. So make sure you check out Tucker Boy uh, during the break. But don't go anywhere right now because I want to talk to you all about something. First of all, write down the phone number if you don't have it already, because when we come back from the monologue, I'd love to take your phone calls. The phone number here is 1-800-941-SEAN. Really easy. 1-800-941-SEAN. So I want to talk a little bit. We've got great guests coming up, by the way, too. Um, Congressman Matt Gates is joining me uh, during the show. Also, Don Buckner and Major Dan Rooney from Made in America. They're going to be here. It's like perfect. Linda, I love I love the guests you chose because it's absolutely perfect for what we're going to talk about. We're celebrating independence. Tomorrow is the big day. And also coming up this hour, Tyler Merritt. You've probably heard of Nine Line Apparel. We're going to talk about the Kaepernick Nike controversy. You know we're going to talk about it. And I want to hear from you as well. So 
Make sure you call 1-800-941-SEAN during the break. In the meantime, I wanted to talk to all of you about, you know, we've been hearing a lot about socialism. And when I started thinking about what we're celebrating tomorrow, really does kind of tie into socialism. But really, if you think about why we're celebrating this, this holiday, it's because we wanted to get away from tyrannical rule. And it's been really curious and terrifying. Actually, I'm very terrified to look at just how far the left, the Democrat Party, is willing to move. If you watch the debates, all you heard was radical policies, radical candidates talking about socialism. And it just astounds me because there was a time when we would shun. I mean, somebody, even if they were a socialist, they didn't want to be labeled such because it just had such a bad negative connotation, right? Now we see that these candidates and that the left are boldly embracing the label socialist. So they believe that this is a fairer system than capitalism. And nobody stops to think, or at least they don't stop to explain to us when they're on the debate stage or anywhere else, how in the heck they're going to pay for all the free things they want to give everyone. Free education, free health care, free, free, free. There's no mention of how are they going to pay for all of that stuff. Now, the other day, um, Joy Behar was talking about you Republicans. And, you know, she targeted you and she was mocking you. She said that you really didn't understand what the word socialism means. The right wing has been making a lot out of last night's debate. You're first. And they're referring to Democrats as socialists. Obviously, they don't know what the word means. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) Obviously, we do know what it means, okay? We absolutely understand socialism. We understand it's big government. We understand it's redistribution of the wealth. We understand that it eliminates free markets and it does away with free enterprise. And you know what else we know, Joy? We know that it doesn't work. Take a look at Venezuela, just the latest socialism fail. But there's something more alarming here. The left has been saying something that caught my attention. I'm sure it has yours as well. And Bernie Sanders was one of the first to use the term. And since then, it's become like this leftist mantra, if you will. You know, it's almost like mainstreaming the this term. And that term is democratic socialism. Have you been hearing that? Democratic socialism. And it's a really clever way to get around the argument of continued socialism's failures. The left can no longer just ignore or explain away socialism because it's been an epic fail. So now they're saying that, oh, no, we're not talking about that kind of socialism, not that socialism. We're talking about democratic socialism. And they're trying to redefine what socialism is. You can't. You can't get around this. You know, there's no such thing as democratic socialism. It's an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. They think that democratic socialism is going to sell better than, you know, the old socialism term. But let me tell you something. The first election under democratic socialism will be the last free election that we will ever have. After that, it's essentially a choice between ham and pork. In other words, there is no choice. It's a trick. It's a way for the government to trick you into handing over your freedom in exchange for all these promises that they can't keep. You know they can't keep it, and guess what? They know it too. They know it too. 
So tomorrow, we celebrate 243 years of independence. You know, when you think back, I mean, just think about it. 243 years ago tomorrow, the Continental Congress was meeting and they were deliberating because they were involved in one of the most radical events of all time. 13 colonies were to become the United States of America, a new nation. This was, ra- this was something that was not done before. This was something that took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to accomplish. So here is the Continental Congress, 243 years ago tomorrow, deliberating. Now, here's what happened, though. Even though the resolution for the Declaration of Independence was already adopted, there was a lot of hesitation when it came to applying their signatures to the document. So John Witherspoon from New Jersey realized that the House was wavering. And he knew, wow, you know what? we got to make this happen. This, there can be no wavering. There can be no hesitation. This has absolutely got to happen. So he made this passionate speech. And he said, in part, there is a tide in the affairs of men, a nick of time. We perceive it now before us. To hesitate is to consent to our own slavery. And when Witherspoon was done with his appeal, the delegates signed the Declaration of Independence. And I've said this before on here uh, at the 4th of July. One of the things that always struck me was that historians recorded that some of those men that signed that Declaration of Independence actually broke down and wept. They cried. These grown men cried. Why did they cry? Because they were once slaves to an oppressive government, and now they were free. I have a question for you. If they could see us now, would they cry again? Because we were once free and now are headed once again towards oppression. And you know that's what it is. You know that's what the left wants. They want an oppressive government. Not where you're free to make your own choices, free to do whatever you want to do, free to decide whether or not you want to contribute to a charity or not. I mean, it's completely up to us right now. And they want us back on that road to oppression. And for us to cave to lies and oppression that come with socialism, it would, it would be as though we were replacing that divine right of kings that they fled, right, with a divine right of bureaucrats. It's a way for the government to trick us into handing over our freedom. Our fathers, our forefathers ran from tyrannical rule of kings. They ran from it. They took risks, big risks, with their lives. And those on the left seem to want to run towards it again. Our forefathers' goal, their mission was liberty. They left a culture in Europe that believed that brains came with your station in life. In other words, you were only intelligent or productive if you were in the right station in life. That's what they fled from in Europe. Because our founding fathers believe that there was genius in every single human being and that the best way to explore and cultivate that genius was through liberty. Tyrannical governments and dictatorships out of socialism, they've brought nothing to enhance our human condition. But those of us who love freedom, 
We've raised that baseline of human existence beyond anything that's ever been conceived before. We did it. We do it. When Thomas Paine wrote about freedom, he said this, What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. You know what what our president wants to do to celebrate this fabulous holiday, this wonderful day where we remember that document that gave us all the liberties that we have so enjoyed over those 243 years. He rates liberty highly. And, and, and pain. Think about what pain said, because like him, a lot of us understand that it is what we care for most lovingly that holds the greatest value for us, right? So if I asked you what it was that you wanted to leave as an inheritance for your children, what would you say? Would it be the, the sports car in the garage? Would it be that antique that's been passed down through generations? Would it be precious metals or stocks? Or, or should it be something more precious than all of those things? Should it not be liberty? Isn't liberty worth any sacrifice to secure as an inheritance for our children and their children? That's what we all fight for here right now. That's what we're doing. That's what Linda and Ethan and Sean do every single day. We are fighting to make sure that we preserve that liberty, that constitution that provides so much for each and every one of us. We want that for our children and their children. We want it for people that we will never know. Our liberty was secured 243 years ago this July 4th. It was crafted for us by men who pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. They pledged that to this cause. And a lot of the signers of the Declaration of Independence knew that they were never really fully going to enjoy the fruits of that liberty. All the work, the sacrifice, the risk that they put in to this document that gives us so much, that made such a bold statement to those tyrannical rulers, they knew they were going to fully experience the liberty that it was going to provide. And yet they did it anyway. They understood that they were doing this for a generation of people they would never know. They were doing it for us. We owe them a life that is dedicated to preserving that liberty. Uh I want to say a shout out there to Charlie Daniels and his son who are listening right now. By the way, Charlie Daniels wrote the foreword. Uh, or actually, he did an intru- uh, we did an interview together for my book, Thanking Our Soldiers. I love that guy. I, I, seriously, Charlie, I love you. I absolutely love you. And listen, you can get a portion of what I talked about in the monologue came from what I wrote for American Thinker. It's published today there. So go to AmericanThinker.com. The title is The Perilous Mainstreaming of Democratic Socialism. So that's where you can find that. Also, oh, during the break, I am going to post a picture of Tucker. Yes, the dog responsible for a broken nose on both sides. Two broke breaks in my nose. And for the loss of some teeth. <laughs> so that'll be up on Twitter at Rose underscore Unplugged. Make sure you check it out. We'll be back. 
Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose Tennant. You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Rose underscore unplugged. And then on Facebook and my website, it's Rose Unplugged. That easy. I did post a picture on Twitter of Tucker. You got to check him out. I'll tell you what, the Golden Doodles are the sweetest dogs ever. They really are. They are so lovable, unless they're breaking your nose and breaking your teeth. Other than that, they are like the nicest dogs ever. I'm telling you, they really are. They're hypoallergenic too. So that kind of makes up for the other crap. Anyway, so joining us today, I'm really excited about this, um, is the president and CEO of Nine Line Apparel. Uh, His name is Tyler Merritt. And, you know, I think it's so great because what he does is run a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the United States. And there's so many things about him and his company that tie into things that are happening right now and celebrating our nation's birthday. So please welcome to the show, Tyler Merritt. How are you, Tyler? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Well, you know what? I have used your product. I bought several T-shirts and other items from your online store, and I've used them as stocking stuffers at Christmas time and fun gifts just to give out because you've got some pretty funny stuff on there. I I, I love it, and you've got some really great patriotic items as well. Well, I really appreciate that, and we try to create a product with with messaging. You know, there, there's more to our company, uh, a set of values. Uh, you know, it's a lifestyle brand that's meant for true patriots. And we find ourselves now in a niche that is surrounded by controversy, and it shouldn't be. You exactly. know, I've been making products with the Betsy Ross design on it since 2015, when yeah. I was actually serving in special operations, and it's never been controversial. Uh, and, and today, all of these uh, weird arguments come about, and, and it, I'm just glad that we're able to have a voice. Well, you know, it's interesting, and for the audience's sake, in case anyone missed it, I don't know how you would have, though, but Nike um, did pull out, they had a special 4th of July sneaker, and it had the... <laughs> I just talked about this in the monologue. The the biggest thing that happened 243 years ago tomorrow is that 13 colonies became the United States of America. Unprecedented magnitude like you've never seen before. Okay, this was an epic event. And this is what we're celebrating tomorrow. My God, to deny our history just, uh, I am just, it shocks me. I, I cannot believe that this kind of thing goes on. And then to have Kaepernick, what happened was... Nike, you know, wanted to put these July 4th themed shoes out on the back of them. They had the Betsy Ross flag with the 13 stars right in the circle. But Kaepernick, who hasn't even God, he has he played football in the last, what, five years or six years? God knows. He complained about it. He said it was offensive. The thing that baffles me is that Nike would take the advice of this individual. You have a guy who essentially uh, stays in his grandmother's basement and tweets out that we should not be promoting these sneakers. They're racist, even though this symbol is the same one that President Obama stood in front of during his inauguration. The same Second one that inauguration. On yeah. for years. It's yep. the same one that if I were to have come in last week and asked people, is this racist? And I have a very diverse group of individuals, different backgrounds, different sexual orientations. And honestly, when we look at this symbol. It's our breaking away from the tyranny and oppression of England, of diverse groups coming together to band against tyranny for the pursuit of liberty. And for whatever reason now, Nike, 
you know, which is uh, technically their name is derived from the goddess of victory right. in Greek mythology. You know, at, at what point do we say that the American flag is not representative of independence in our country? Any flag. You know, I've got friends, Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher just got found not guilty uh, for committing murder. And I'm sure that's a story that you guys have been following. Yes, and I want to talk about that, too. Yeah, this individual has fought to defend our country for 20 years against every single threat this nation has ever had in the last two decades. You know, the flag means something to us. The American, the national anthem means something to us. And the fact that Nike is listening to Colin Kaepernick, an individual that I've been calling out and asking to come to the stage and have a debate with us since his first shenanigans of kneeling during the national anthem. And, And he doesn't want to. He wants to sit behind his computer in his mother's basement and tweet out these asinine things. Yeah, well, and I just want to comment, you you mentioned uh, Gallagher, and the jury did find him, and he was a decorated Navy SEAL too, by the way, but um, Edward, they call him Eddie Gallagher, was found not guilty yesterday. Uh, almost all charges that he was facing, um, I guess there was a charge of uh, murder, and attempted murder, and there was some, there's still some talk about um, the photograph that he had taken, and they're going to, I think, what I understand is it's going to be considered time served, because I, he's been in jail for like a year, right? Uh, eight months, and the maximum sentence for that charge that you're talking about is four months. Uh, oh, so well, they owe him. Served. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely, and you'll never get that back. You have an no. individual who spent 20 years defending our country, whose family was brought out of their house at gunpoint on September 11th, nearly a year ago, and we were just so proud and honored to uh, get a phone call from them and say, hey, can you help us raise funds? Can you help us with this defense, this David versus Goliath case that we were able to raise a significant amount of money uh, doing our t-shirt campaigns, well over $100,000. And, and that's still a drop in the bucket for what this individual uh, had to pay to, to get adequate representation. And, and those are the things that we like to do. We like to be the bridge between those who serve and those who don't to try to educate the American public of what is going on with our first responders, with our military members, and, and try to bridge that gap, not, not create divisive, uh, made-up uh, issues, because that's what this is. And, is, I, and I, I just hope that people stop paying him attention because that's what he wants. And well, it's yeah. what Nike wants. I mean, it's I mean, clearly when you have the, during President Obama, Obama's second inaugural address, there was a Betsy. There were two Betsy Ross flags. In fact, if no one's seen it, I have it on social media at Rose underscore unplugged. I did post a picture of it and that was OK. There was no problem with that. I'll tell you what. How much do you want to bet that President Trump flies a Betsy Ross flag tomorrow. How much you want to bet? I'll bet he does. I'll bet he does. does. And I hope that he, uh, I hope I will send a beautiful Betsy Ross shirt with the word victory spelled out, which is obviously Nike in Greek mythology. Uh, And I'll send him one. And I hope that that he wears it because you know what? It's made in the U.S. Amen. that's something that Nike doesn't do. They talk about giving back to community. Colin Kaepernick talks about, you know, being the voice for social injustice and giving back to community. What have they done? That's where we like to say, you know, you say just do it. We say just prove it. Be a patriot. And it doesn't have to be heroism. You know, it's an idea of, of a random acts of kindness for your fellow countrymen. What does Nike do for this country? They send tons of job opportunities over to China. We're trying to bring it back. You know, I sit here as I talk to you looking over our manufacturing facility. I got 200 hardworking Americans. How many people are they employing here in the United States yeah, versus question, overseas? Yeah, right? 
Well, you know, and something else, too, I, I, I do want to talk about this because we know that um, President Trump had told us when he was campaigning that he cared about our veterans. And now we have seen that he truly does. And a lot of things that he's done was with with the veterans in mind. And I, and you got to point that out. Uh, you really do. I, I'm sure you've noticed that and that you appreciate that. I've, I've had the pleasure to serve under a few different administrations, and uh, President Trump was one of them. And and uh, I, I'm very excited for what the future has to offer. Uh, I'm very excited of what's already been accomplished in such a short period of time. And uh, you know, it, it, in terms of U.S. manufacturing, if you kept the current laws and regulatory requirements, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've done in the last few years. So I was active duty for about five of the last seven years growing this company, uh, and. and in the last two years, we've seen just a tremendous growth. You know, our employees are uh, able to receive higher compensation, and it's a lot to do um, with the initiatives that he set forth. Well, you know what, that and that, I'm glad that you pointed that out. And I have to ask you one more thing, though, before I let you go, Tyler, because a lot of people are criticizing um, President Trump because of the plans that he has for the 4th of July. And he's brought in um, tanks, and he's going to he's going to be highlighting our military. Military. Some say they don't like that. Do you have a problem with it? Yeah, I, I think I have a problem who, uh, with people who have feelings that get hurt very easily. Um, we're in a in a serious crisis right now, dealing with some uh, individuals in power in foreign countries that want to possess weapons of mass destruction, and. As a member, a former member of special operations doing uh, bad things to bad people in those countries to, to stop it from coming back to the United States, as it has in the past, um, I think he's showing to the world that we are not afraid to use our toys. We are not afraid to release the Eddie Gallagher's of the world. Um, and, and this is the perfect time to explain to everyone that, you know, speak softly, but carry a, a, a stick. And that's what we're doing. It's yeah. very similar to what's been done in the past. And I think when when we look back at this moment, uh, maybe this is the beginning to brokering better peace deals with Iran or with North Korea. Interesting. Listen, um, and you've got to love him. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a significant president like this one in my lifetime. I mean, Ronald Reagan is up there, baby. He really is. But when we saw him step across the line, Donald Trump step across that line, uh, in, into North Korea. I mean, that that was just astounding to watch. It really was. And of course, he was criticized by some on the left. But I just thought that he that was significant in so many ways. Yeah, I think you're never going to make everyone happy. Uh, I think in today's society, there is there is no middle ground. It's extreme left and it's extreme right. right. But you know what? Most of us, the silent majority of Americans, we we are getting tired of, of hearing the nonsense and our voices are starting to be heard. And I think it's those subtle acts. You know, I like making these product lines. I like our logo because people ask, what is that? What does it mean? Well, a nine line is a distress call in the military. Oh. And then, and, and to us here, it's a call to action. You know, the, the idea that uh, if not me, then who, how can we give back to our community? We, we build houses for uh, homeless veterans here in Savannah. We work with severely wounded veterans. We do a ton of different outreach. And that's not to tout, you know, look at me, but it's look at Nike. What do you do for your community? Look at Kaepernick. What do you do for your community besides collect large checks and create controversy that's deteriorating our country? You know, they have no regard for that. And I think it's a shame. Excellent point. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
talking to Tyler Merritt. He's the president and CEO of Nine Line Apparel. Give your website out. Yeah, it's NineLineApparel.com, all spilled out. And for you and uh, the Hannity listeners, please use Hannity20 for, uh, oh. for your first purchase. All right. And we can get a Betsy Ross flag product from you, can't we? Absolutely. Yeah. We've got tons of them, right and then. they've been on our site since 2015. All right. Tyler, thank you so much. God bless, and happy 4th to you. God bless to you as well. All right. We'll be back with more of the Sean Hannity Show. Call in with your questions, comments, 800 941 Seven three two six. Rose Unplugged website, Facebook, and at Rose underscore Unplugged is my Twitter. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. We've got some time to chat after this break. So stay with us. It's the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose Tennant, and I am sitting in for him today. Thank you so much for that opportunity, Sean and Linda and Ethan. I love you guys so much. The phone number here is 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-SEAN. My monologue, to a degree, um, was printed in American Thinker today. So check it out, AmericanThinker.com. And what else? Okay, so Tucker is up on social media everywhere. You can check out my little golden doodle. He's not so little. So listen, I think that this would be brilliant. And I'll bet you he does it. I'll bet he does it. Betsy Ross flag hanging tomorrow when he makes, when he does his address on the 4th of July, President Trump. I can see it. I can see it right now. I can't. You know, MSNBC isn't going to air Trump's July 4th event. They're not going to lie. They won't do it live. Unbelievable. The president of the United States, 243 years of independence, and they don't want to put that on the television. My God, we can't have that. Let's take a, a, a call from Henry in Alabama. Hey, Henry. That's a nice name. My dad's name is Henry, but we call him Hank. Do they call you Hank? Uh, no, never been called Hank, thank goodness. No. Oh, I love <laughs> Hank. Oh, I love that. Okay, but I like Henry, too. I like Henry, well, too. I love, I love Rose. That's, that's a beautiful name, and I hope Rose has a wonderful patriotic fourth. You know why I will? Can I tell you why I will? I'll be sitting. Be I'll be sitting there with in the in that section right around the president, watching everything, everything. Well, I, it's amazing, Rosa. On the crawl on the news, you know the crawl on the bottom. I was watching ABC News this morning, and it's and it cited right after um, Trump's uh, parade. It cited that the America was in its lowest uh, in, uh, part of of. Uh, of patriotism. It was the lowest point. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it was history or if it was just yeah. uh, for the time period or what, but it it, it had to put there after his, uh, about his parade, it had to put on there that we were in our lowest point of patriotism. So you know what this is all about, Rose? This is The, the left is not going to be sep- uh, celebrating the uh, lowest point of patriotism in the U.S. Instead, America will be celebrating patriotism. We will indeed. They hate it. That's right. This audience is very patriotic. This audience loves this country. There's no doubt about it, Henry. All right. Thanks so much for your phone call. I will take more. We have lots more coming up next hour. I want to talk about women and their vote. Also, we have Don Buckner and we've got Major Dan Rooney joining me at the half hour. So lots to talk about. We'll still take your phone calls. 1-800-941-SEAN. I can't wait to hear from you. I love talking to all of you. It took a while to get there, but I'm getting there. We're getting to the phone calls. Hang in there with me. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose Tennant, and I'm fortunate enough to sit in for him today. 
I would love to hear from you. The phone number here is 1-800-941-7326. 941-7326 or 1-800-941-SEAN. S-E-A-N. Sean. So anyway, my social media is at Rose underscore unplugged for Twitter. And it's simply Rose Unplugged on the, uh, my website is Rose Unplugged. Facebook is Rose Unplugged. And what else did I want to tell you? Oh, uh, my monologue was loosely taken from something I had published in uh, AmericanThinker.com today. So you can check that out as well. Also, I'll take your phone calls. And I'm going to start real quick with um, Ruth, who's been waiting from New York. Go ahead, Ruth. How are you? Hi. How are you, Rose? Doing well. Thank Thank you. you. What part of New York are you from? Well, I, actually, I, I worked and lived in New York, in uh, Manhattan, Long Island, oh, wow. uh, Westchester County. I worked as a private chef for rich families. Oh, wow. Nice. I wish I could afford yeah. that. That's the one thing I really would hire was a private chef. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll come give you a week for free. All right, that? then. There we go. <laughs> I, I'm told I have very good, I, I've gotten very reviews. But uh, the reason I'm calling is, um, you know, I moved out to the mid, back to the Midwest. Actually, I re- was raised in New England moved out here and then went back to New York and now I'm back here. And, um, you know, the heartland of America, <laughs> I think, is probably a more true uh, pulse of, of what's going on in the country. And um, I was telling Linda, I said, you know, the surveys, the psychological surveys and the readouts um, that they do from patients that come in for counseling, they say most people leave a job that they don't like or a marriage, or a relationship, or where they live, for 20% that's negative, and abandon the 80% that's positive. And I think that's what the media has done to us for generations now, just hammered away at the imperfections of America. We aren't perfect, but oh my gosh, we're the best thing this side of heaven. Oh, and, yeah. and they've hammered away, they've hammered away, and, and they've done it to our kids in education, and it's really, it gives you a warped perspective on life because really um, we, we need walls to keep people out. Tyrants need them to keep them in. But anyway, I was saying I would really like to challenge Americans to put out as many American flags as possible this holiday yeah. and just put it, it in the face of the media because you know what? They don't know America. They don't care about America. They have been indoctrinated through, you know, these universities, that have long, I mean, my brother was in Brown in 1960, and uh, he was hearing these invitations oh, yeah. to socialism oh, yes. and communism. And I went to public Catholic schools, so I remember the nuns teaching us how communists would take over a country. And I'm, I'm only 12 years old, and he's telling me this, all right, as a, as a Brown student. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's talking about communism. And, Isn't and, that and, interesting? You know, interesting. Right? And, and but anyway, my I have my brother's flag. He was a fighter pilot in Vietnam, oh, and wow. um, it is it is huge. <laughs> and I put it out. Good and for I you, Ruth. What, everybody should put out every flag. I they like own, that. Everywhere. I like and, you know, that. Just tell the media take a hike. You don't, <laughs> you don't care about us, and we don't like you. I, this is the best thing. You know, I had five brothers, and three of them served. Oh, and God bless my, you. My, my oldest brother actually helped open China Trade under Richard Nixon. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know how he started at 19? He went into the Air Force and they gave him a test. They found he had a thing for languages. And so they sent him to Syracuse for 12 weeks and immersed him in Russian. And then as a 19-year-old, he was over at the Berlin Wall translating conversations. Who does that right? at 19? 
Wow. I don't, I don't know what happened to me, but he's brilliant. <laughs> but, well, Ruth, but, I think you're pretty darn smart, too. Honestly, I, I love what you had to say, and I especially like what you were saying about the the um, flyover area in this country. The left doesn't understand that, and that's one of the biggest problems I think that they have, is that they don't understand that most of us, most of us shudder when we think, uh, when we hear the word socialism. Most of us don't want free programs. Most of us, particularly women, and Ruth mentioned this, the things that we are most concerned about, women, are concerned about the, our, our children. We really are. We care about our families. So what do we care about our families? We want to make sure that they're getting good health care, not necessarily free. We want good health care. We want, we want protection. We want security in this country. We want to know that this is a safe place to raise our children. We want liberty so that those children have the same opportunities that we had to pursue their dreams, to make things happen. Those are the things, some of the things that we want as women. And and that's what the left doesn't understand. They don't get us. They don't. As a matter of fact, I wanted to talk to you women for a minute. And guys, you are absolutely allowed to listen in because I like guys. Conservative women like guys, okay? A lot. We like them a lot. So, but the left would have you believe that, 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 that they are our enemy, and they're not. So anyway, you guys are allowed to listen in. But here's the thing. For 70 years, the left's support for women has been so self-interested. I mean, it's predicated on the willingness of women to tow this ideological line that they want us to tow. Now, that last presidential election, there was vote shaming, ladies, going on. You know it, and I know it. They were shaming us. First, it came from Hillary, another woman, And she suggested that you as women were not independent thinkers, that you couldn't make your own decisions. And the accusation was that we mindlessly accept the dictates of all the men in our life, our husbands, our sons, our bosses, our brothers, whatever. The suggestion here, ladies, is that this woman didn't believe other women couldn't make a decision for themselves without the dictates handed down to them by their men in their lives. But you know what? They are suggesting, though, that we should a- apply the dictates that are handed down to us by the left and by the media. And that's, I'm sorry, that's just not going to fly. And we let them know that it wasn't going to fly in 2016. And my suspicion is that we're going to let them know in greater numbers in 2020 that that stuff isn't going to fly. The feminist movement should take all women seriously, regardless of how they vote. And they don't. Now, the other thing that happened in terms of vote shaming was the media and the left attacked us. They, they said it was a betrayal of women voters. That was one of the, the titles out there. Uh, another one was foot soldiers of the patriarchy. I mean, they were it was horrible. The things that they said about you ladies in this audience. And, and, and that, to me, suggests that the media was willing to exercise that same type of control over us that we were fighting to free ourselves from in the very first place. So you can think for yourself. You are independent thinkers. You do make your own decisions, regardless of what the media says and what Hillary Clinton has suggested. And you, if you look at the results of the way that you voted, you did really well, ladies. It tells me that you are pretty damn smart. You really are. Because... If you look at what's happened since 2016 election, female unemployment is currently at a 50-year low. How did that happen? Oh, that happened because you voted for the guy who gave you that. Women's unemployment rate is 3.5%. 
That dropped a full 1.2 points since President Trump's inauguration. And, and it's the lowest level in over 65 years. I said 50. It's actually 65. I, am, I stand corrected. That's what you got, ladies. You got the best economy of our lifetime. Breaking records. Should you be ashamed of that? Is that is any of that anything that you should be ashamed of? Is it shameful that you elected a man who's responsible for African-American and Hispanic historic lows in unemployment, youth unemployment at a 50-year low? Tax cuts. On the world stage, are you ashamed of voting for President Trump, who withdrew us from TPP almost immediately, who got us out of that horrible Iran deal? Should you be ashamed of the man who said au revoir to that scam, the Paris Climate Accord? Are you ashamed of a president who's watching out for our vets? Gave us conservative Supreme Court picks? Who made government more accountable to the American people? Who put us first? That's the guy you voted for. Let me ask you, is there anything there to be ashamed of? We have nothing to be ashamed of. We made a good decision all by ourselves. And you know, when I think about In August next year will be 100 years since the final ratification of the 19th Amendment. And those ladies that worked on the suffrage movement, the ones who were really involved with it, they they were great ladies. They were so influenced, by the way, I don't know if you know this, by the Second Great Awakening. That Second Great Awakening totally revolutionized the way that women began to view their role in this country. So they were influenced by it because one of the reform movements during that awakening was abolishing slavery. And they were working really tirelessly on abolishing slavery. And suddenly it occurred to them, wait a minute, if we believe that all men are created equally, then we also must believe that women are created equally. And that's really what began that whole suffrage movement. So thanks to those women who were inspired, spiritually inspired, might I suggest, inspired that that we should have a voice in how things are determined in this country. Because why? Because we care so much about the outcome of this country, because we know how important it is to have security in this country. We know how important it is to have economic stability in this country. We know how it is to make sure that we've got a place to take our sick child. We understand all of this. And we should have a say in how it was done. And that is what they believed. But you know, sometimes when I look back, at at what they did for all of us, Um, it took them a very long time to realize what it was. In fact, it didn't even happen in their lifetime. Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony started meeting in 1851. By 1902, 50 years later, Anthony wrote to her friend, we little dreamed that half a century later, we would be compelled to leave the finish of the battle to another generation of women. Can you imagine that? But ladies, I want to suggest this to you. We can little afford to leave the battle of preserving our Constitution and our liberties to another generation. This is our job. We need to make sure it happens. Don't you let anyone shame you. In the end, you made the right decision. In the end, you elected a president that will give you that peace of mind that you need as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, as a single woman, all of the above. You made the right decision and you should not be shamed for that. 
We're going to have a guest on next. And, and, you know, this is kind of cool because we're talking about America and all the great things that happen um, out of freedom. And joining us to talk more about this will be Don Buckner and Major Dan Rooney. They are with Made in America. And I just can't wait till you talk to them because or hear from them because I spoke with them earlier and I just love what they have to say. So we're going to talk to them. Check me out on social media. I'll take some phone calls when we come back at Rose underscore Unplugged on Twitter, Rose Unplugged on Facebook. And that is also my website. And you can call in 800-941-7326. 800-941-SEAN. We're back. It's the Sean Hannity Show. I'm so excited. Love being with this audience. You guys are so awesome. Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates, joining us next hour. Great guest coming up at the half hour. Real quick, let's take a listen to Eric from Pittsburgh. Hey, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Hey, Rose. Hi. How are you Hi. doing? Uh, been, I'm doing great. Been listening to you since uh, the 90s when you were... Uh, Don't say that. It know, sounds old. I sound, yeah, I sound old. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, great show. Great show. Thank I want to talk to you about Trump in Pennsylvania and the purple states in general. Yes. You know how important it is for the Second Amendment voters. You know, you got to categorize your voters. You know, your Second Amendment voters, they're, they, they, they love their guns. They, they need to vote on that. I need to make sure that, you know, Trump knows that that's important and, and not to mess with that. Also, what we need to do is we need to get activated for him. And the way we can do that, if you go to your, you know, in our area in Pittsburgh, north of Pittsburgh is where I'm at. Yeah. You know, we have Republican state reps and, and state senators and whatnot. They all have organizations. So you can either plug into your local Republican Party or you can plug in with one of those guys. They're going to get you uh, where you need to go so that you can be effective in volunteering. Because, Rose, you know as well as I do, if we don't get Trump reelected, then we're going to have the opposite effect on our courts. Well, and that's going to affect... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, you are so right. You're, it will have an, afford, uh, an effect on our courts. But, you know, Eric, I have to say, I was, uh, we just made it. I mean, Pennsylvania went for Donald Trump. Um, but, gosh, I was here in these studios that night watching the returns, right? Ethan's saying, yes, he remembers. And honestly, when we left finally early in the morning, we didn't even know he had it, remember? So the thing is, Eric, we 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 cannot take anything for granted. We need Pennsylvania. And listen, for those of you living in Pennsylvania, thanks in large part to the stimulus that was provided by those middle class tax cuts. Pennsylvania's unemployment rate reached 3.9% in March. That's the lowest level ever recorded. And Pennsylvania businesses have added 123,000 over 123,000 jobs under President Trump, including thousands of jobs in industries like manufacturing that that were like dying under the Obama's regulation happy two terms in office. So, Eric, you are so right. But you know what? We we can't we can't even do this election like we've done other ones. Everyone, like you said, Eric, thank you for this. Everyone needs to get involved in this election. Everyone. So don't take anything for granted, people. We will come back. We have some great guests joining us. They're already standing by. I can see them. Really nice people. And also, check me out on social media, at Rose underscore Unplugged. And it's Rose Unplugged on the web and also on Facebook. And looking forward to still talking more with you next hour and Congressman Matt Gates next hour as well. So hang in there with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose Tennant. Sitting in for him today. Loving it. 
Joining me next hour is Congressman Matt Gates. Lots to talk about with him. I'm going to ask him about the Mueller report. Also, some other things that he's been involved in. And I want to mention that my social media is at Rose underscore unplugged. And Facebook is Rose Unplugged. And my website is Rose Unplugged. You see how easy that is? Joining me today in studio, and I'm really excited, is President and CEO of Made in America and one of his supporters, Major Dan Rooney. So Don Buckner and Dan, Major Dan Rooney are joining me today. Dan Rooney heads up uh, Folds of Honor. He's also a fighter pilot, PGA professional. Can you believe all this? A philanthropist and an author. I, how does he have time for all of this? <laughs> how are you today, Major Dan Rooney? Oh, I am blessed and uh, happy Eve to America's birthday. Honored to be with y'all. Amen. <laughs> and your book is A Patriot's Calling, Living Life Between Fear and Faith. Oh, wow, I like that. Oh, my gosh. I, I could sit you down. Have five daughters. Uh, you know what? Okay, listen. So... My mother had four daughters, but my mo- I get, I'm very fearful. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I go through this like, oh, I worry, worry, worry. And there is like this line between fear and faith. We need to talk about that sometime. I might even have to like need you to counsel me sometime <laughs> to work out my fear and faith. All right. Also with us is Don Buckner, as I said, president and CEO, Made in America. And uh, how are you? We had a little conversation before the show. Really enjoy talking to you. Rose, thank you for having us. We're honored to be here. Well, it's really important that you guys are here today, I think, because it's significant. One of your things is you really promote made-in-America businesses. And I love that because we just talked about that. That's all we've been talking about these last couple of hours is how important it is to have that freedom to produce. You know, Major, when you, when you think about it, I was talking earlier in the show about how you know, our forefathers came here from Europe, a place where people actually believed that you were only as smart of your, as your station in life, that you could only produce as much as your station in life allowed you. And when these forefathers came over to this country, they came here and they understood that it was gene, that all of us had the potential for genius. But in order to cultivate that genius, we needed liberty. Would you agree with that, Major? I would, and I think it's so apropos as as we head into the Fourth of July that we remember what this country was is all about, why it was started, and that's what makes you know groups that are focused on America uh, more relevant than ever. Yeah, and and we just talked. You know, gosh, you know, we were talking in the green room. John, and I was telling you, you know, you said you had looked me up. I looked you up. And you said you were surprised. You found out that I had first worked. One of my first jobs and favorite jobs actually was working for Smaller Manufacturers Council. And I was a political liaison at the time. And I was representing those smaller manufacturing companies. And I always had a heart for that as a, uh, a woman who grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So my mother had a dress shop. My dad had a design business. And then, you know, he lots of other things, too, he was involved in. But the we were talking about how at the dinner table... We talked about business for the most part, right? I, I'm sure that's a familiar scenario for you as well. No, absolutely. It's part of our lives. Uh, I grew up in a comp- in a family that uh, focused on entrepreneurship. Um, we have entrepreneurship as a as a main focus of our family, and we homeschool our children, and that is a big focus. And um, manufacturing. I recently sold a manufacturing company that I started in my garage 20 years ago, wow. and sold it to a multi billion dollar company here recently, and. Now we're able to move forward with our vision of 
bringing together as many U.S. manufacturers as possible under one roof and celebrating U.S. manufacturing. You know, if you were to talk to someone today, both of you, I'm going to ask this question, and we'll start with you, Don. If you today were talking to someone who had an idea, who believed they really could do something or produce something significant, <coughs> but they were afraid to take that first step, what, what would you say to that person? Well, uh, one huge word, the biggest word that I can remember telling myself was to persevere, no matter what. And at the same time, you look for momentum. Every day you look at that momentum. One step, one foot in front of the other equals success. You know, and Major, I was thinking, too, that um, we do live in a country still, thank God. Maybe we're hanging on by a thread, but it is a country right now that allows that those opportunities. You can start. You can you can try something, you can fail, you can start again. I mean, there, we have that freedom to pursue those dreams. And I, and I, and I think yeah. that's what Donald Trump talks about a lot too, President Trump. You know, he wants, he wants to see people pursuing the American dream. That's what this country's all about. Yeah, and being excited about it. I think that's one of the great things President Trump has brought to, back to the fight, is being excited and proud uh, of being Americans and the opportunities that present themselves. And, you know, not unlike John, you know, I started Folds of Honor above my garage, so we have that in common you know, 11 years ago. And, you know, we've awarded now over 20,000 scholarships to spouses and children who've had somebody killed or disabled. And it's an education, and that the ripple effect of that uh, these great men and women going out empowered with an education, which is foundational, again, in America that sets it apart from any other place in the world, is when you're armed with this education, the only limitations that we place on ourselves um, uh, are our dreams. And this power of, of choice that we have, volition, to go out every day and, you know, and, and make it better. And I'm, you know, proud to serve and find fighters for 21 years, and this is exactly what you go fight for is so we can preserve the American way of life. You know, it's interesting, uh, Major, because your motto says it best, honor their sacrifice, educate their legacy. And right now I'm going to be heading back to D.C., after this show, because um, I'm joining with Moms for America and also with a couple of Gold Star families. And one of the things that uh, we've all been talking about these last couple of days while we've been together in D.C. is that these young men and women go out and fight for our country. They fight for what they believe in, for, for liberty. And we need to honor that. And many of them gave the greatest sacrifice of all their life. And, and that needs to be honored that needs to be respected. And so often we, we neglect that aspect of it all. When we talk about liberty, sometimes there is a cost to liberty. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. I'm sure John agrees, but, but freedom is not free. And we look at this conflict, which is pretty much... Uh, been my entire military career in Afghanistan and in Iraq, and we've had about 1.5 million dependents, so spouses and kids that have suffered the death or a permanent disability of a of a service member, and the vast majority get no federal education assistance. And that's why it's important for all of us to to step up when we talk about folds of honor and uh, and honoring that sacrifice by empowering these families with a uh, with an education and. Uh, Never, ever, you know, diluting uh, these American values, which I think we all feel uh, are under attack on a daily basis. You can, you know, look at the Betsy Ross sneakers or you can look at people kneeling during the national anthem and it, it makes me want to throw up. Uh, I think it's it's so misplaced um, in in their uh, in their efforts to uh, to be heard. You know, I mean, that's the right word to misplaced. 
So, so look, so Major Dan Rooney and you, Don Buckner, are joining forces. Um, you believe in buying American, being American-made. You love that, and so you're promoting that. And you've got a big event coming up in October at the Indiana Convention Center. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Don? Sure, Rose. Um, we've had the um, in October. We started with the idea of why don't we put together a trade show of as many U.S. manufacturers as we possibly can in one place from all over the country, all shapes, all sizes, from mom and pops to Fortune 500 companies, bring them to Indianapolis. And the reason we chose Indianapolis, if you take and draw a circle around Indianapolis, um, the bulk, probably 50% of the U.S. manufacturing is in that area, so we try to make it as easy and convenient for them as possible. So we rented the Indianapolis Convention Center for the first week in October uh, to bring together these manufacturers. We hope to connect uh, consumers and educate consumers the importance of buying an American-made product. In fact, one of our most favorite comments that we like to say is that the power of change is literally in our pockets. And each of us, what better way to show our patriotism than to spend our hard-earned American-made dollars on American-made products? There's just no better way. And really, with um, this administration's uh, help, we've seen it uh, become a lot easier for those um, American companies to really continue to do business and do it in a very productive way and in a very and, and, and profitable way. No, absolutely. So the environment has absolutely changed. So we started in 98 and 2000, 1998 and 2000. We started buying these domains thinking that at some point in the future there would be an opportunity to put these uh, domains in action. So here recently is as the current administration is very favorable towards American products and protecting those U.S. manufacturers in a way that hasn't been done in over 20 years and reestablishing those tariffs is going to be challenging, but they have to be reestablished in order for this country to survive. U.S. manufacturers, as you know, are really challenged with the idea of trying to compete head-to-head with an imported product. U.S. manufacturers have their cost of operating is so much higher. They have to pay a fair wage. They have to buy insurance. They have to uh, abide by rules and regulations. And uh, just not, they can't survive in a, in a free trade environment. So we have to get back to that fair trade uh, position for this country in order for U.S. manufacturing, which, by the way, is the foundation of any solid economy. I, in the last couple of years, too, we've seen an increase of, what, 600,000 new manufacturing jobs in the re- this country? So absolutely. Good pretty point. Pretty significant. Yeah, reshoring has become um, very popular. Uh, the conditions are ripe for that. And the... The tariffs only add value to that proposition. Uh, many of those manufacturers had ran into uh, deliveries and uh, all kinds of supplier chain issues that now forcing them to come back to the United States was absolutely a great thing. And um, the sovereignty of this country is is certainly at stake. And so we must uh, put up very high focus on spending our American dollars on these American products. And in fact, tariffs become an irrelevant factor if we all choose to spend our hard-earned American dollars on American-made products, the tariffs become a non-issue. Interesting, interesting. All right, so so Major Dan Rooney, uh, tell us who should show up at the uh, convention center, Indiana Convention Center, October 3rd through the 6th. Who do you want to see yeah, there? And first, yeah, to pile on to what Don said, a huge salute to him. Um, 
And you look at the military in this country, so it's actually less than a half a percent that put the uniform on to serve. But Don is a perfect example of how great patriots don't have to put on the military uniform but serve in other ways. And I think people are – so many people want to participate in this country and serve this country. And what Don is creating is this shock and awe opportunity for Americans to come together, not only the manufacturer side, but you made a great point, individuals making the choice – to support American-made products. And that is the beauty of the seed that, you know, he's planted in Indianapolis, and hopefully we're going to have thousands and eventually millions of people rallying around this opportunity to support America uh, and driving its economy, because the economy is what drives the military, what creates um, this this blanket of freedom, if you will. From that perspective, we get to sleep under each and every night. So what a, uh, what a great coalition, Don, and huge salute to you. Yeah, Don, it sounds fantastic. And as someone who, you know, grew up with all of this, I just, I, I thank you too for what you're doing. And you can get more information at madeinamerica.com. Real quick before we go, though, Major Dan Rooney, your thoughts on, do you have a problem with tanks showing up and, and saluting our military on the 4th of July? Anybody here have a problem, Don, Major? Uh, as long as you're American-made. Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. No, absolutely not. You know, I, I don't. And I think you, I mean, it's uh, one of those things you you need to be prudent, uh, right? But having opportunities to celebrate this country, um, again, it, it, it harkens back to, to our proudest days. And it is sure wonderful to see what, uh, you know, what President Trump and, and so many other people are doing to, um to wake that spirit up uh, in America. And I, that's exactly what's going to happen in Indianapolis, courtesy of Don and the great Americans that are going to be there. So amen. Yeah, thank you. Madeinamerica.com. Thanks to Don Buckner and Major Dan Rooney. It was fun, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Rose. We'll yeah, be back. Happy Fourth oh. of July. God bless America. Uh, oh, absolutely. God bless America. So listen, this is the Sean Hannity Show. You can call in 1-800-941-7326 taking phone calls when we come back from the break. Also check me out on Twitter at Rose underscore Unplugged and Rose Unplugged on the web and Facebook. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. So great to see you. Appreciate it. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose Tennant, sitting in for him today. Check me out on social media. It's at Rose underscore Unplugged and Facebook is Rose Unplugged and my web site is Rose Unplugged. I see a lot of phone calls, Mike, Cindy, Steve, Joe, all of you. I will get to you. Um, but first, when we come back, Congressman Matt Gates, lots to talk about with him. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait, in fact. So he'll be joining us. We'll talk about Mueller, and he's testifying before Congress on July 17th. That's going to be a subject that we'll discuss. Also, some of the things that Matt Gates has been involved in. And uh, I'll get his opinion, too, on the 4th of July celebrations tomorrow in Washington, D.C., I also wanted to say thanks to um, I had a chance to spend some time with um, actor John Voight last night. He took a couple of us to dinner and to see Hello, Dolly at uh, Kennedy Center. And he's just such a sweetheart. So thank you, John Voight, uh, for your generosity and your kindness to Gold Star Families and Moms for America. We really appreciate you. It was a lot of fun. OK, so stay with us. Congressman Matt Gates joining us next. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. On the Sean Hannity Show, my name is Rose. 
Tennant sitting in for Sean today. Thanks so much, Sean, for the opportunity. Thanks to Ethan. Thanks to Linda. A lot of fun with you guys. All right, check me out on social media at Rose underscore Unplugged and Rose Unplugged on the web and also on Facebook. All right, here's my favorite guy. And you know what? When I'm talking to people out there, when I talk to all of you, you love him, too. He is from Florida's first congressional district. Welcome to the show, Congressman Matt Gates. How are you? Oh, I am great, Rose. Great to be talking to you again. And I just have to say, I got a great experience with your son, David, working on our team, on our congressional oh. staff. Now, he's gone on to a better job with a better congressman, but our <laughs> team was so much better for him. He did a great job with us. And, uh, Thanks for raising up such a good, outstanding young man. Oh, my God. That is the, that is the sweetest thing. Thank you. And, and listen, he is very fond of you. I hope you know it. And your staff. He really is. Uh, you guys are great over there. You're so easy to work with. And you're a lot of fun. I mean, can you imagine people out there? Imagine working with Matt Gates. I mean, come on. Karen Gitsman Gates? Come on. Hey, look. Look, what, this is actually an important political point. I think that so often when we see, like, the negativity that's out there, we see the violence, the Antifa, you know, all this stuff, sometimes it makes us depressed about the circumstances we live in. And I remind the members of my staff, I remind my constituents, this is a time of great joy. Let's consider ourselves lucky that we get to be alive during the presidency of someone like Donald Trump, who is so transformational, who is so willing to do things in a different or new or creative way that that we've got all kind of opportunity unlocked for our country and we're doing better as a result and so you know even though our politics is divisive even though it kind of seems like things are really crazy sometimes we cannot miss the opportunities that we have to be joyful about the opportunity that exists in these exciting times. I mean, I remember, you know, 2007, 2008, graduating from law school, trying to get a job. And what what companies were doing was figuring out how many people they were going to lay off, not yes. how many people they were going to hire. And, and it's just great to see our country in such a state of turnaround and success. You know, it really is. And I'm glad you brought that up, Congressman, because we actually had a few phone callers. I didn't get a chance to get to them this this afternoon, but a couple of them had called in about the what they the perceived anger out there. And there is. There's a, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hate. But there are a lot of good things going on. And I can't help but think that four years ago when Donald Trump, the candidate, or made that historic announcement when he came down that escalator, and he said that he wanted to launch a campaign for president to put our country back on the right track and to make America great again. Now, a lot of people got really ticked off about that statement, but he was right, and he won the election as the jobs president. And I'll tell you what, he's had an ambitious, ambitious agenda for the country. He immediately got to work in making good on his promises. And I think a lot of us, and you know, you'd never know it listening to the, to the media or those on the left, which is basically the same thing, but you would never know it listening to them. But crossover country, the majority of the Americans are, are enjoying a, a stable economy, more jobs, lower unemployment rate. I mean, the list goes on and on. Well, you know, Rose, I, I'm a Christian, and in my faith, you know, we, we learn about trying to be a light that, that shines bright to others so that they want to be a part of that movement. And I think we can apply that sense of inclusiveness in our politics as well. You know, as Trump supporters, as people who are proud of America, who don't feel the need to apologize for our country, but are grateful and proud of the, of the fact that we're the 
just the most wonderful society that I think has existed in all of human history. Um, and I think that if we want to be inclusive to people, they'll, they'll want to be join in that and not this very negative movement that seems to be gravitating uh, to farther and farther to the extremes on the left. You know, I mean, Rose, I'm watching TV and all I see on TV are these people with, uh, you know, the gas masks and the assaults and hurting people. I mean, you know, I know that no political side, the right or the left, is immune from having some crazies, but it's important to state we are against violence in politics. There are none of our disagreements that are worth taking up arms against our fellow Americans. And these, it seems to be a lot of this kind of, like, you know, um, response to the populism that has been helpful to the right throughout the Western Hemisphere, that the left isn't engaging uh, on the substance of our ideas, they're instead trying to deplatform, defame, destroy, assault anyone who has a view that is right of center. Yes. And and I, you know, I hope that that's not what our future holds. Well, and you were, and, and I hope not either. And I and I really do hope that things change. And I really wish that people would just look at this and look at the country and where we're headed and what we've done so far in the last two years, what this administration has accomplished and say, you know what? Hey, this is good for everybody. And it really is good for everybody. Um, you know, right now the media and the left are having this huge meltdown over Trump's 4th of July celebration. I'll be back in D.C. tonight and I'll be part of it. I'll, and I do have a ticket there with the, you know, in the president's area watching the celebration. And that is what it is, Congressman. We are celebrating 243 years of independence and, and, and the media is just having a huge meltdown. It's almost like they want this equal time or something. I mean, what do they want to do? Rebut the, the 4th of July celebration that the president's having? This is insanity. There's nothing it, wrong it with really, it. There's there a, is nothing wrong with it. And also, no one should be as surprised by this. When Donald Trump was a candidate, uh, you know, he said he was very critical of Obama. He said Obama wasn't enough of a cheerleader for our country, that he really views the presidency not just as someone who takes positions for or against bills or makes appointments, but as someone who tries to, like, embody a sense of vigor and optimism for, for the nation and who cheerleads for the country. And so, you know, the, I, I know the president's going to love Fourth of July. He's been looking forward to it. It's a great time uh, for him, and, and I, it should be a great time for all of us because this is the chance that we get to celebrate the values that make us a special country. It's not by accident that we are the world's largest economy. It's a consequence of our values and our principles. You know, it's not by – and it won't be just um, given to us to maintain this freedom – Going forward, we always have to be diligent in the preservation of our freedoms and in our constitutional principles. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and when you consider the tanks in the military, which is what they're really freaking out over as well, you know, there is a long tradition of tanks and military uh, celebration during the 4th of July uh, festivities. Clinton also um, gave a speech on the 4th of July. Uh, Reagan actually did his from the USS Kennedy. Can we get Michael uh, Dukakis in one of those tanks, Rose? <laughs> they put Michael, Michael Dukakis in one, let him run around. I mean, like, are, are we really at the point oh where the left God. is saying... <laughs> That we that we can't that we can celebrate oh, our God. military too much. I mean, I'm from the district in this country that has the highest concentration of active duty, duty military. Yes, you do. Period. Yes, yeah. And, and I don't think we can ever celebrate the military enough. I don't think we can ever do enough to 
idolized and set forward as a standard for patriotism, you know, the people who do the hardest work and who exemplify the boldest sacrifice. Exactly. I think the president loves, if if people want to attack the president for doing more to hold up the military or to showcase the unique expression of patriotism that is reflected by military service, I I just think it, it, it shows how crazy they've become. You're absolutely right. Hey, Congressman, how much do you want to bet that President Trump hangs boldly a Betsy Ross flag after all the controversy. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like that. I really wouldn't. Well, if he did that, if he, everyone would, would call him great. You know, like a bigot, a racist. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, Good God. You know, they call Betsy him that Ross anyway. <laughs> yeah. Obama had he Betsy did. Ross flags hanging in his inauguration. He did. I mean, our, our, is it, is it now is like, is Bessie Ross off limits? I mean, yes. it's, it's so crazy. I mean, we cannot let these people run the country. I mean, if this is how they treat American history and a reflection on the uniqueness of how our country formed, we could never give them control over the apparatus of government because they, they, they really don't represent the common good for the common man in our country anymore. You know, that's absolutely true. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, it's so crazy, isn't it? Because, first of all, we're celebrating what happened tomorrow, 243 years ago tomorrow. The idea that was something so magnificent, it was so radical, 13 colonies were going to become the United States of America. That was astounding. It was amazing. It was worth celebrating then, and it is now. And it was with great sacrifice, and they knew that. They knew when they were declaring their independence, and they were establishing this nation of 13 colonies. How dare anyone be upset about that? How dare they? Hey, and think about how many places in the world people wish they had a, you know, a version of a Betsy Ross flag to celebrate. Think about you know, how many millions and millions of people live in oppression, and they wish they had a moment where in their country they said that we, we can be something more than, than an oppressed people. We can thrive through our liberty and the success of our citizens, not the, over, the overbearance of our government. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- I think that, that uh, you know, I'm grateful for people like Governor Ron DeSantis for putting civics education education back in the, in the schools, because if we're going to save this country, we really are going to have to educate a new generation of patriots who understand the importance of living and celebrating these moments that have made America the most exceptional society ever. Amen to that, my friend. Real quick, do you mind if I ask you about July 17th? That's when Robert Mueller will be testifying before Congress. So um, they, there's a subpoena for his appearance. And I, what do you expect to happen? What do you hope will happen that day? Uh, I hope we get direct answers to direct questions. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that, you know, it is sort of bizarre for the Democrats to be reliving the Mueller report. They're trying to take the written word as like a screenplay and turn it into a movie now. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that most people in the country are concerned about their health care, their drive to work, their economic success, and their future. I think people are concerned about, you know, whether or not our country is able to preserve the dignity of a border and ensure that we don't just have, you know, four or 5,000 people a day rushing in uh, with, with no real control over that system. I don't think people sit around wondering, like, you know, what is the new revelation that if Robert Mueller says it, as opposed to writing it, will take us to a totally different place on our perception of Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like when you say it out loud, it sounds, it sounds crazy. That's funny. You're right, though. You're absolutely right. I mean, one of the things that they should ask him, and I doubt they will, is that how much uh, of the special counsel, uh, the office of the special counsel rely 
on information that they got from FBI spying on the Trump campaign. But they're not going to ask questions like that, though, right? Well, I mean, it is a legitimate question it is indeed. to know whether or not the special counsel used tainted evidence, right? Right. I mean, like, if, if, if we're going to do this, uh, and it appears we are, then, it, then it's at least worth testing. Well, when you came to these conclusions, were you working off of evidence that was reliable or evidence cooked up by Russians, funded by Democrats, in an effort to destabilize uh, the, the election and presidency of Donald Trump? Wow, this is is just astounding that we're still discussing all of this, and this still, to an extent, is going on. It really is. Um, look, you know, a lot has been happening with the um, protesters, and we, you've been actually a victim of, you know, this milkshake thing that they're they're throwing at people. It's a social media trend. Um, you know, and then Eric Trump, who I love. I think Eric is, like, the sweetest guy. I really do like him a lot. And then he was at the restaurant, The Aviary, in Chicago, and uh, someone spit on him. My God, imagine if, 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 if an employee of, an arrest, of a restaurant, any restaurant, any employee spit on any patron, there would be so much trouble. They would be fired immediately. But this has become acceptable Gross. behavior, for God's sake. Unfortunately, this is part of being a conservative in Donald Trump's America. People feel a license to assault, abuse, and terrorize you. Kellyanne Conway was assaulted. Eric Trump was assaulted. Someone threw something at me. And I'm going to be honest with you, Rose. I can't tell you where I am right now because I can't go back to my own home right now because my office has received such a barrage of death threats that I can't go to my own home. And so I'm somewhere else um, based on death threats to me and to my family, and I have to be where there's, you know, law enforcement around me. You know, and, and it's it's just like, you know, what are we doing this for? I, this is such an unproductive use of the American existence for people to be engaging in this type of violence and buffoonery. And I just think that, you know, we can have our disagreements. We can hash them out in elections right. and nobody needs to resort to this type of activity. But it, it does seem to be that, you know, you're starting to see. Uh, a lot of it sensationalized in the media. And so, and like, the- I wonder, you know, when I watch Antifa nonstop on TV, and it's all the news stations that They shouldn't it, even give them all people- the time on there. You know what? We're out of time. I'm so sorry. I love talking to you. You know how that goes all the time. Listen, what you are doing is right. What you are doing is for future generations. What you're doing is preserving our liberty and the Constitution. Keep up the good work, and I am so sorry that you have to go through what you're going through. God bless you, Congressman Matt Gates. I am taking phone calls. I promise that's it. The la- the rest of the show is is you, baby. Call-in number is 800-941-7326. 800-941-SEAN. So give us a call. Also, check me out on social media at Rose underscore Unplugged. My website is Rose Unplugged and Facebook is Rose Unplugged. So we'll take your phone calls. We're going to talk about um, women. Should you have been shamed? For the vote, for your, for casting your vote for Donald Trump. Also, MSNBC isn't going to air Trump's 4th of July event live. I'll be there. I can't wait. I'm so excited about it. And I think it's great that he's celebrating our military, people who've made the greatest sacrifice to preserve our freedoms, and that he is honoring those who've served in that way. Also, I just think it's a great, you know, it's just going to be fun. And I love that he loves to celebrate in this way. Hey, he does it big, baby. He does it big. All right, so we'll be back with more of the Sean Hannity Show. Make sure that you call in during the break. It's 1-800-941-7326. 800-941-SEAN. We'll be back. 
Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose. And thanks again um, to everyone for allowing me to do this today. I had a lot of fun. Gosh, it's a lot of fun. So now I get to talk to the audience, and I love you guys so much. Let's go to, um, we'll go to Mike in Chicago. He's been waiting a long time. Thanks, Mike, for hanging in there. Yeah, you bet. So, Rose, I'm listening mostly all day today. And here's my uh, concern for us conservatives. We are naive because we, you know, this whole thing with Nike, um, Mark Parker, I Googled him this morning, and uh, some of these guys, he's a globalist, some of these guys are real deviants, and they, I just don't believe that this whole thing with Copernic and him, I think it was staged. If you think about it, what business would just turn on a dime, uh, make all these things, and then just turn on a dime, make a decision? I think it was all planned in order to get more media PR for what is a globalist agenda to discredit America's founding. I mean, that might be, but I just find that difficult to believe that they would alienate a large percentage of the population who doesn't have a problem with patriotism. But I guess it hasn't hurt them in the past, though, has it? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I mean, if you Google Mark Parker, anybody can do this. I mean, he's got the most deviant art collection and i you know people can form their own opinions of what motivates that i have my own but um some of these folks are into some dark stuff and i oh i'm sorry okay i don't know what happened here but uh thank you for waiting in there and let's go to cindy in brooksville um listen so cindy thank you for waiting as long as you did i appreciate that and you want to talk about social media and uh what they're saying about trump's celebration tomorrow for the fourth of july Yes, Rose. Um, first, I want to say that I really appreciate your patriotism. I'm totally with you there. Love our country so much, and that's why I find it so hard to believe that people have seemingly been brainwashed into the meme. The, the meme I'm about to read you. It's on a, a famous website. Uh, it's called Occupy Democrats, and it says, I'm hoping and praying for thunderstorms in the D.C. area Aww. for Trump's corrupt hijacking of Hi- America's Hi- July 4th Hijacking? How is he hijacking the 4th of July celebration? How in the world is he hijacking that? I'm the very post before it says that he is um, turning it into a campaign rally. <laughs> you know, this is so this is really pathetic. The length to which these people will go to complain about this president. He is not doing anything that others haven't done. Clinton had a Fourth of July celebration. Reagan did it from the USS Kennedy, for heaven's sake. Um, Obama had a pre I think it was pre-recorded Fourth uh, of July message. I mean, we, and we have a long tradition of tanks and military as part of the. Fourth of July celebration, but the, they hate this man so much, so much that they will find anything. They, they're they're actually protesting a celebration of our independence. This is just, I mean, this has gone really too far, really too far. Cindy, thanks for sharing that with us. Joe, Long Island, Joe, how you doing? Rose, good. How you doing? Thank you. Great show, incredible. Uh, you're really rocking it. Uh, listen. This is an American rally. I'm so excited. I've been this excited. I was 10 years old, 1976, the bicentennial celebration. Oh, the yeah. The president is bringing, uh, he's bringing this back for the kids, for America. He's, uh, this is patriotism. He's restoring America's core values. Yes. God, family, and country. Amen. The American Legion Creed for 100 years. And if I might, Rose, President Trump 
has paid for half of this because he's four hundred thousand a year salary. He's working for oh, nothing. Oh, about- I love that point because everyone's wringing their hands over how much this is costing us. And you know what? You're right. Hey, dude, why don't you complain about a, a president that didn't take a salary? For gosh sakes! I mean, you're right, Joe. I like that point. Joe, I got to tell you something, babe. I got to tell you something. You brought up the bicentennial. I got it. Just reminded me of what I did that day. First of all, I mentioned earlier on on the show that my family was a family of entrepreneurs, and so they had a um, dress shop that I thought was so cleverly named Hangups. And so for the bicentennial. They had me dress up as Betsy Ross as a live mannequin in the window. Is that child abuse? <laughs> Dad, I love you. I know you're listening. So anyway, actually, I kind of love that. And we then we had a pig roast and we did a square dance and all that for the bicentennial. It was really fun, the whole neighborhood. But anyway, I, Joe, I had to interrupt you to tell you that. But Joe, doggone it, you are right, my friend. No. You are right. I can't wait. We're going to watch it. My sister's going there to D.C. She booked the hotel room. I hope it's bigger next year, bigger and better. I really do. I it's going to be big and better this year, hon. It's going to be I, really good. I, I'm, we're watching it on TV. I you won't see it on MSNBC and, uh, Live, though. Just remember that, okay? Oh, really? Oh, I know you're disappointed. You were going to tune into that. Oh. Well, anyway, why don't the Democratic commies like Bernie, Biden, Harris, Booker, put up your money where your mouth is? I don't see you doing it. All they spew is this Democratic... Uh, I love you, Joe. Communism 101. That's what it is. The cult, they're trying to, they did this in the cultural revolution. Oh, Tom wants to argue with you. Hold on a minute, Joe. Oh, he wants to argue with me. Oh. Who? Oh, come on. Stay on, Joe. Tom from Delaware. How's it going, Tom? Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. What's up? Good, good. Well, I disagree with, uh, it just seems to me I'm not a Democrat nor Republican. Okay. Uh, what I see, I've never seen this country so polarized as what it is has has been since Trump has taken office. Oh, and whose fault is that, though, Tom? Let's just ask that question. Well, Trump doesn't help anything, and the fact you know what everybody wants to put Trump to the right, just put Trump on a, on a pedestal. But you know what about the fact of all these accusations he's had from different women of sexual misconduct and rape? Okay. First what about of that, what are their their accusations that yeah, have? Okay, but, so the women are all so, liars. The multiple women. I don't so know Tom, how many women have made so claims. Tom, hold on one second. Wait, wait a minute, Joe. Okay, hold on, Tom. First of all, I don't want to date Donald Trump. Okay, I'm not here to date him. Number two, I believe that Donald Trump is a protector of our liberties. And 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 number three, he's done a damn. Were you tell me, Tom, that he hasn't done a good job where the economy is concerned on the world stage? Are you going to actually tell me that, Tom? Is that what you want to tell me? I don't believe he needs to be going over there kissing a, a, a dictator's ass. Excuse my. Oh, language. whose ass did he kiss? I'm sorry, I missed it. Did he? Uh, did I miss this? Was this a big news story and I missed it? Who was it? The, 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 the dictator of ruler of North Korea who he just called up and uh-huh. said, hey, meet me at the at the, at the uh, DMZ zone. Yeah. And when it brilliant. The big, it was uh, freaking brilliant. And it has a lot. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. People don't realize how much was said, how much was demonstrated 
in that action. And it has to do with China. It has to do with a lot of things going on right now. I think he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But people will not go beyond their hatred of him. Don't tell me, Tom, that you're not a Democrat or a Republican, because if you truly were not a Democrat or a Republican, then you would understand that neither is Donald Trump. So you guys can put away your hate for Republicans and conservatives. Donald Trump is a guy who thinks that that this, this there are problems that need fixed and that he's the guy to do it. And I don't see him as a because I was a diehard Republican. I don't. And, 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 and then I have to tell you, I stopped feeling that way for a long time. And then when he came around, I thought, you know what? I don't even I don't even believe he has a party affiliate. I don't really put him on a label on him. He is just a man who wanted to do this job. I believe he loves his country. Do you not think he loves his country, Tom? Why do you think he's doing this? I think he loves himself. I think he's a... Uh, Hell yeah, he does. Thank God, because, I mean, you know, you got to love yourself to be, go through all the BS that he's been going through all this time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think the the, the wall he wants to build on a southern border is a monument. He wants that because, because of his ego. Mm. That's what I think also. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I'll bet that Washington Memorial is, like, all about ego, too, right? Well, yeah, it's a phallic symbol. That's yeah, that's it. That's what I thought you were going to say. I kind of thought that. Okay, well, Tom, thank you so much for calling, though. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, Joe. Wait, Tom. Ah, uh, okay, I made a mistake. Joe. Joe. Am I still on, Rose? You're still on. Go ahead, hit him. I, I oh, let him go I by mistake. Go I'm sorry. I, I screwed s- up. Well, what am I going to say? Fire me. I'm st- oh, there's not enough I'm time. I mean, it's too late now. You. Go ahead, babe. Rose. What? Oh, I'm still there. Okay, <laughs> I, I have my hearing shot. My hearing's a little bad. That's why I wanted to jump in on. I'm saying, what rock is this man living under for eight years under Biden, Obama? We tried democratic socialism. There was no jobs in America. No jobs. It was a depression, and the president brought us back. One point eight percent GDP was the norm. Are you kidding me? Illegals running amok on a country. This man is going to go down as the greatest president. I love this president. My family loves him. He has brought. I have nine children. I know, living out here working and grinding. It was the worst eight years of my life. Wait a minute. You have life. nine children. I do. Dude, did you, you got to give that lady a rest. Are you done? Are you done? And hey, the I only thing a guy has to do is something that he likes to do in the first place, okay? That's it. Nine children, Joe. Really? My, the wife's a saint, I tell you. She's a saint. And I believe me, I married up. Trust me. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, big time, <laughs> you know, a hooligan. But anyway, yeah, she, uh, it, it, you know, thank you, Mr. Trump. I love what he's doing for the children. This is about the kids. It's about America and uh, and going back. But eight years of this Obama and Biden driving what they did to America, they drove it borderline, and this is what's going to happen again. If Harris gets in there or anybody, so... Well, you know, Joe, here's the, I'll, I'll tell you, and, and thank you, honey, I, I love your enthusiasm. I, I, I love you. I really do. And your wife must really love you, too, nine children. So anyway, the, this president, so you can't even, I couldn't even do the whole list of his accomplishments and promises kept in this three-hour program. I could never do it. But the truth is that we do have a stronger economy, and it's the strongest today, and American workers are better off today thanks to Trump's pro-growth agenda. Right there. That's enough. But no, he didn't stop there. Unemployment claims, record lows all over the place. Hispanic, Asian-American, female, youth unemployment, African-American unemployment, veterans unemployment, lowest in two decades. 
67% of Americans believe now's a good time to find a quality job, according to Gallup. That was done a while ago. Oh, manufacturing jobs. I, I don't even know what the number is right now. I mean, it's beyond the 300,000 that I was when I was keeping track. But there's a consumer confidence that has reached an 18 year high because of him. This is just this is just locally. This is just at home that, you, you know, you look on the world stage and what he's done there. This guy's pretty darn smart. You know, I don't want to marry him. Don't want to date him. But I do want him as my president. I want him as my president another four years. In fact, I'm so pleased with the job that he's doing. So there. Huh. So there. And if and if people were really honest, if the if the left would just shut up for a minute, if the media quit trying to 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 really move on their agenda and pass it on to you, if people were really honest for just a minute, this guy, he you know, you act like he's an ideologue or something. This man, this man is someone who believes in this country. I really do think that, honestly. And I've had an opportunity to meet him on several occasions, open for him before his rallies. And I want to say he's, I, I've always felt a genuine uh, quality in him when he wants, he wants to know what are the people really thinking? How do they feel? And I think he really cares. I really do believe that. I do believe it. Honestly, I do. Let's take another call. Oh my gosh. I just feel like I'm going to, like I had... Should I get, there's a break yet I have to take? I didn't even remember. Okay, we're taking a break. I mean, between Tom and Joe and all those guys. Okay. It's been a rough afternoon. <sighs> we'll be back. Welcome back to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Rose. What a fun time. I just saw Jonathan Gillum walk into the other side of the studio. He is such a nice guy. Nice guy. You That's are. a vicious rumor. I don't know is what it? you're talking about. <laughs> That guy, that Navy SEAL, FBI agent, former federal that air marshal, guy? that guy. That guy. Yeah, I thought it was true. I don't know. He's it's a problem. been my experience. I don't know. Love you, Jonathan. Nice to see you. His book came out yesterday. Your book came out yesterday. All right. His third one, you know. Oh, only three? You've such only written three. <laughs> He's such a great guy. He really is. Listen, you know, as we close the show today and we go into celebrating 243 years of independence, just want to remind you the Declaration of Independence of this country, of the United States of America, declares that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These guys understood and they recognized that God and God alone was the author of life, was the author of freedom, and was the author of man's free will. And this liberty that we celebrate tomorrow should not be taken for granted. And it must be understood that this liberty is a fragile thing and it was fought hard for. And it is up to us to make sure that we preserve this constitution, that we preserve these liberties that those men so wonderfully put together for us in their declaration. When they were fighting and running from tyranny, we should do the same now. And socialism is just another form of tyranny. Happy 4th of July. Thanks so much, everybody. I loved joining you on the show at Rose underscore Unplugged on Twitter. Rose Unplugged is where you can find me on Facebook, but it's also where you can find me on the web. And I did post a picture of that lovely dog that was supposed to be little but isn't, Tucker. So check him out. Gorgeous golden doodle. Love him. All right. Anyway, have a great day tomorrow. Remember what we're celebrating. All right. Love you guys.